0: Hello everyone, uh, my name is Kyle Baylitz and I'm with uh, Travis Baylitz. We're here to do another uh, little interview here um, about my brother's hospitalizations. So uh, when were, how many times have you been hospitalized and when? I've been hospitalized seven times. Uh, I believe the first time I was hospitalized was in 2009, uh, one in 2010. I had two in 2014, two in 2015, and one in 2017 for a total of seven hospitalizations. Okay. So can you describe why we're standing here in front of this gazebo? Well, this is the place where I actually wanted to, to kill myself. I ended up uh, hanging off a tow rope and was feeling really bad about myself, just didn't want to live anymore. I was contemplating about living while sitting on one of the couches out here. Uh, what happened was my dad actually saw me in there. He was with my niece and uh, and are uh, one of my cousins and my sister. And what happened was that he saw me and the rope that was up and thought that I needed to go into the hospital. Okay. So we're gonna do a more general question. Uh, so when should uh, someone uh, be hospitalized? I think people should, this is kind of depends on, on what you're feeling, but for the most part, if you're having suicidal ideations and you're at a point where you want to harm yourself or kill yourself, you feel like the best opportunity is to find a safe place and to get treatment, which is the hospital you feel that the best opportunity for you to get well is this place. Okay, so we want to describe uh, what it's like. So on your experiences in the hospital, what was it like to be admitted to the hospital? And can you describe the steps? Admittance is actually pretty safe. I wouldn't describe it as something I was afraid of. When I first entered the hospital, I was a little bit concerned. I wasn't sure how it would work out, but in the end, Ever since I've been there, it's been pretty much the same routine. I end up at the hospital. I go there. I tell the front desk that I'm having suicidal ideations or that I want to harm myself, and then they do a little screening with me and the nurse. The thing is, if you're really considering hospitalization, you got to really consider about the time frame. When you're in the hospital, especially at Regions Hospital in St. Paul, Minnesota, or University Medical. Min- University of Minnesota Medical Center Fairview the admittance is a long t- it takes a long time so maybe it took me like five to six hours to finally get admitted into the the, the area where I'm actually supposed to be staying at um, I think the biggest issue with this is that uh, if you're in a really dire situation it's probably best to still admit yourself because there you might be able to recuperate your time and you're in a place where uh, you're pretty much allowed in a designated area that's uh, screened for any weapons or anything that you have on, including your wallet and your cell phone, you're pretty much set into scrubs and pretty much on from there, you see a doctor, you see a, let me be more specific, You end up seeing maybe first a social worker and then you see a mental health, or first you see a mental care personnel, which is someone that goes up to you and asks for you how you're doing, takes you to your place and might situate you in your room. You might see a social worker or a security guard that might be able to talk to you in terms of getting your possessions. The social worker is there to describe your situation uh, you also see a nurse that might be able to take your blood pressure or someone that uh, actually screens you to get in the hospital. Uh, the thing is that you might also see a psychiatrist or uh, someone that maybe is getting their degree in psychiatry. So you might see probably someone with uh, residency that needs to be able to see you. Uh, this you're in this area for maybe four or five hours. Sometimes I end up sleeping there. The thing is, when you're there, and this is for people that are already on medications, they do not give you your medications right away. So my experience with this is that, my disclaimer is that this is just for people that are in, that. this is my experience with being in a hospital. It does not mean that you'll be in the same situation It does not mean that you'll experience the same thing. It does not mean that you'll experience the same routine. It does not mean that you will have the same opportunities that I had when I was in the hospital. It might be all different in terms of the area you're staying at and the place you're staying at. So I just want to let that out before I continue. So anyway, once you're in this area where you're pretty much in a designated room where you see all these people, you're there for a while, but they don't give you your medication. So you don't actually give your medication until they admit you into the room. So the thing is, when they find space for your room, that is where you go to. But you might be there uh, possibly for five hours or maybe even overnight. Sometimes I don't get up to the room till like 3 a.m. in the morning, and I might be admitting myself from 5 to 6 p.m. at night. So be aware of the time frame that you're there. Um, if you still don't feel safe, it's probably beneficial to tell all the people that what you're experiencing when you do get admitted. So the thing is the first day when you're there, the first morning there, the, you see another nurse or a charge nurse. They might admit you into the hospital stay and they designate you to your room. So with U of M, I end up sharing a room, but at Regions, I end up sh- uh, having my own room. It was actually pretty nice, we'll get into more details later, but I just want to describe the overall feel, what it's like. Okay, so uh, you talked about uh, the admittance, uh, was there uh, any rules or regulations, uh, like shoestrings or anything like that? Yeah, I just want to, hold on, I just want to describe more of the information here. So what do you uh, got there? So this is my my folder that I get from regions. they pretty much list everything in there that describes your entire situation. Um, The thing is, is that there's restricted items, so you can't have weapons of any kind. Alcohol, razors, cameras, keys, pagers, alcohol-based mouthwash, medicine, matches, metal, nail files, safety pins, belts, sue strings, drawstrings, or scarves, it's important. Uh, The truth is, if you have been admitted before, you can bring your own clothes, but you can't have Shoe strings, and you can't have drawstrings, scarves, or belts because it's a possibility that it could be a hazard in the future if you want to hang yourself. There's also a per, uh, not admittance of neck jewelry, pointed toe, or steel shell boots, open beverages, plastic cans, glass items, soda cans. So when you also enter in there, they might be able to give you certain items such as electric shavers, mirrors, cans, sewing needles, aerosol cans, fingernail polish, money, scissors, hair dryers, perfume medical equipment, cell phones, computers, I know that was a little fast, but I don't want to go into too much detail since the most important part is getting yourself there, getting yourself into a place where you're safe and you can continue to uh, get the help that you need in order to get the treatment that you desire. Okay, okay great. Uh, so can you describe your day-to-day uh, activities? Uh, um, uh, what is the people that want to get, they need to get admitted, what should they expect? Uh, so the thing is, when you first get into the hospital, when you first wake up, you're going to have really rough sleep. It's not really the most comfortable sleep because not only do you, you get there late, they actually start the day off really, really early. For breakfast, it starts at 7.30 a.m. to 8 a.m., you might be able to get some breakfast in uh, they do serve three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack. However, the thing is, if if you're eating breakfast this early, you don't want to get up. Now, you don't, it's not voluntary to get up, but most likely, if you want to see the psychiatrist in a good manner and they're seeing that you're doing okay and progressing, they want to see you during the morning. So, they might see you after breakfast, a little after breakfast between groups. However, at the same time, the psychiatrist is there to either give you or prescribe you medications or help you out in the beneficial way, in any beneficial way possible. So the thing is, let's describe the meals. Breakfast is at 7.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. Lunch is at 11.30 a.m. to noon. Dinner is at 4.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Snack is 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. So you have family members that are wanting to see you. Uh, for the region's hospital, you can actually have any business at any time of the day. However, when I was at University Medical Center Fairview, I could only see my family during a certain period of time. I don't remember it was at some time at night, but they only gave you an hour. However, when at Regions, you can have anyone visit you at any time of the hour. Um, throughout the day, you're pretty much given. Uh, throughout the day, you're pretty much given uh, a routine. They they, there's different groups that you can attend to uh, throughout the day. Uh, let me discuss in general about the food. So food, I don't know how long it was there, but this is all the green sheets I did to fill out the food that they give you. They definitely pack on a good meal throughout the morning, afternoon and dinner and a snack. They provide that. Let me just describe what they, what they can describe during the morning. They might prescribe you fresh fruits, scrambled eggs, or brine muffins, blueberry muffin, or fresh fruit, blueberry mu- muffin oatmeal, or fresh fruit, cup, blueberry muffin, cornflakes. Um, they might give you some beverages, orange juice, cranberry juice, apple juice, skim milk, 1% milk, coffee, decaf, coffee, black tea, herbal tea, cho- chocolate. Um, let me see. And during the, the dinner hours, they give you turkey, chicken breast, grilled chicken, Chicken noodle soup, white macaroni and cheese, pork loin, uh, broccoli soup, beef stir fry and sauce, grilled chicken salad, minestrone soup, Salisbury steak, grilled fish tacos, uh, pineapple salsa, pasta primavera, turkey rice soup, crispy baked chicken breast, portobello stew, uh, turkey rice soup, hamburger, fruit plates, uh, and there's a whole bunch of other meals that you can take, but. They give you like a, th- a three items to choose from a day that are all different throughout the day. So that it describes food is definitely something I could probably go into five minutes about, but I just don't want to take all your time. So the, the, the activities, let me just describe what happens during the day. So 7.30, it's a good morning breakfast. 8 p.m. is a community meeting, which you just get up. You describe how you're doing and your goal that you want to set up for the day. 8 30 p.m. there's a movement exercise monday through friday so they might have an exercise thing that you do in one of the classrooms nine o'clock is activity room this can be anything from doing a game or something with one of the social workers uh there's another at 9 15 there's another movement and exercise saturday and sunday 10 o'clock is ot illness management and recovery monday through friday this is usually something that is a small class for people that are maybe considering trying to find some more information how to uh, maintain their health. There's 11 o'clock nursing group or dietary group described more in meds. At 11 a.m. visiting hours begin. At 11.30 lunch, 12.30 program therapist is anything that describes therapy. Uh, program therapist could be anyone that might be able to describe an activity or set up an activity for people to do or maybe something that's related to a lecture. At 12.30, program therapists or diagnostic education. 130 OT clinic, which is anything from uh, Monday through Friday. I think OT clinic is more related to mental health. 1.30, OT, illness management, recovery or clinic Saturday and Sunday. 2.30, diagnostic education, which is more based on mental health and a lecture on that. 3 o'clock, personal reflection. 3.45 music therapy, 4 o'clock community meeting, which is another one to describe what you're doing, 4.30 dinner, 4.30 family education and for parents and families, Six o'clock personal reflection, personal reflection, 8 o'clock evening snack, 8.30 business hours and relaxation group at 9 and then it's pretty much good night. Um, so let me describe more in general about my favorite class. I. You don't, it's voluntary, so you don't have to go to all these classes, but they're pretty much set there for you if you want to do something throughout the day. I don't, I remember the first couple of days when I was on medication, they gave me something that was really causing me to be really tired, so I didn't get up till much later. However, my favorite class is, uh, is the, uh, is the, let me check, is, is the OT clinic, because that's when you do various crafts. I do a lot of drawings. These are just drawings I've done. I've done uh, 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 a dream catcher. I've done uh, tile work on other various things and there's other various things you can paint. It's pretty much a fun and relaxing class when you're having a hard day at, at, at your pretty much life situation. So. I think the thing is, when it comes to the schedule, it's pretty packed, but it's not required. I go to them as much as as possible when I'm feeling good. The psychiatrist definitely keeps track of what you're doing throughout the day to see if you're doing any groups. They ask you to participate because it does so shine that you're getting better and getting help. Now, one of the most important days is Important times when you first see your psychiatrist. Not only will they able to describe to you your situation, but they might prescribe you some medication that you can start taking to start getting yourself to feel better. Um, they might be able to give you antidepressants, antipsychotics, and stabilizers, anti analytics, which are anti anxiety medications, or things related to that matter. Um, I've been on several medications. In fact, that's why I've had so many hospitalizations is because of the time that I have been there. The medications have not always been working. So I ended up in talking with them pretty frequently and I ended up having several visitations to the hospital because of adverse reactions. So that pretty much discuss everything that I want to get across. I discuss once again, the people that you might see, which is therapists, psychiatrists, you might be able to talk with the mental health, health. Uh, let me see. You might talk with social workers, mental health associates, registered nurses, occupational therapists, uh, and that is pretty much it. Okay. I think food and, and nutrition is very important which is why they give you such uh, important meals throughout the day okay so I guess let's get to the practical practicalities uh, how much uh, does this all cost? The truth is if you're on uh, Medicare, you have part a, part B, part C I can't remember the the truth of it one of them is is like hospitalizations or or clinic stays or Uh, mental health stays. Another part is drugs. I'm not quite sure exactly, but there's a, it's the truth is when you go to the hospital, it's very expensive. I think every time I've been to the hospital for maybe a week or two, it ends up being like a $10,000 bill. However, the truth is warning is that you don't pay this if you have insurance. And if you're on, if you're disabled, it's usually pretty much free for you. However, if you're on like like uh any type of search where you're working full time, you might have a bigger trum- chunk of money in which you owe. Okay. So, can you describe uh the overall environment and the people that were there? Is it sad? Is it hopeful? Uh in, in your opinion, uh what can you say about it? Uh pretty much you're in your own world there. Uh If you want, you can talk to people. If you want, you can relax in the TV or living room or family room. If you want, you can be in your bed all day and just rest. If you want, you can reflect. If you want, you can just see a chaplain there and go to a weekly uh, service. I think the biggest thing is it's really what you make of it. If you want to get well, the situation's definitely going to go better for you. If you don't want to get well and you're pretty much there just to by time, things won't go for you. If you're not open and you're not taking action for your mental health, things will definitely not go that well. You can make friends there. I made some acquaintances, none that stuck, but the thing is, if you want to communicate outside the world, you can. There's a couple phones there that you can use and they allow video game systems throughout the day that you can play. There's board games. There's TV, as I said earlier, with cable. Um, There's showers, bathrooms. They give you a daily thing of, of routine items such as toothbrush. Uh, they give you something also like uh, toothpaste. And uh, I think the rooms overall are very, very nice and the people are very welcoming and understanding for the most part, the people there, you don't really get to know unless you talk to them, but there's all walks of life at the hospital. Okay, so could you describe a bit more about visitation hours, You says that they could go anytime I thought there was a limit on that. So visiting hours is anywhere from eleven a.m. to nine p.m. for at regions where I was at, but sometimes at the other at hospital that I was at, which was the University of Minnesota Medical Center Fairview, they only had visiting hours from like four to five or five to six, one of the two, and it wasn't very long. So it really depends on the state that you're at, and that will determine how long visitation hours is and when. Can you describe uh, how long uh, you uh, people have to be there, or such as yourself, uh, what's the duration uh, uh, you recommend or what you know about? So the truth is, if you're in a really bad situation, there might be a 72 hour hold, so you're there for three days. That is dependent on the psychiatrist and the social workers that you meet. However, for the most part, I was voluntary, they did recommend uh, for the most part I've been there as the last three days and for long as maybe two and a half to three weeks waiting for an ERTS which we can discuss later if you are in severe case of being in the hospital it's cheaper to be in an ERTS or which is an intensive residential uh, treatment and uh, that is some place that you can go for a group home where they do groups and they have routines and they give you little jobs and we can discuss more about that later. Do you know if they cut you off uh, how long you stay in the hospital? To add on to that. What do you mean cut you off? Do they uh, uh, not allow you to be admitted anymore? Is there a cap level of to how long they get to stay in the hospital? There's no cap level. It really depends on it's all individual and the psychiatrist. If, if you're waiting for a group home, you might be there for a very long time. If you're waiting for a housing, if you have housing issues might be there for a long time. The social worker can definitely try to find you a way. There's a discharge summary that you have to fill and try to fulfill when you are there. There are various services outside of therapy like DBT, ILS worker, uh, therapist, psychiatrist outside of that that can help you in terms of recovering outside the hospital. Okay, we covered uh, quite a solid ground. I think this might be the last question. So for people out there looking uh, to go in the hospital, um, could you give advice about that, about whether they should be scared or uh, some uh, moral support that you could give to them? So for the most part, like I said before, if you are really down and you're suicidal and you're in terms of where you want to harm yourself, you might want to consider going to the hospital. If you really are in a dire situation, you know that you're going to take your life. It's probably beneficial to go to the hospital. However, I will include this, the suicide hotline in my link or in my, my description below, and you can call that before you ever attempt to even consider going to the hospital. The thing is, the first time I was hospitalized, my mom took me, and it was pretty easy to do. It wasn't that hard. I sometimes went by myself later, but like if you know you are suicidal, go. If you know you are going to hurt yourself, go. Do not hesitate because they can save your life and it just takes one small regret that could end up hurting yourself, killing yourself, one of these little things that could end up ruining your entire life. Not only the life around you because you'd be dead, but the people that care about you you might not believe that there's people that care about you but even if there's not you got to develop the social support so you can make life worth living life more meaningful and you have to take these opportunities step by step so the number one thing when it comes to your mental health is self-care take care of yourself yeah so to add on to that uh today or i think it's june 1st today but the last month was mental health month they do have quite a few services at least here we reside in Minnesota. Uh, a group co- known as NAMI is very big, and they're offering uh, uh, courses like uh, suicide prevention and uh, things like that. But we could probably dabble more into that more later when we actually learn uh, more uh, steps about that. Okay, everyone, uh, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, please be safe. Try to uh, please be happy and live a fulfilling life. Uh, I don't know if you have any of the last words. My last words, like I said before, if you are scared and you've never been in the hospital before, it's probably a good experience to go, especially when you're suicidal. Uh, don't hesitate. Uh, like I said, this could be a dire situation for you, and in the end, it's possible that it could have some opportunities for you. Well, who knows? Being on the right medications could definitely be helpful for you in the long run. Um, I think in the end, it's really up to you. but. I just want you to know there's people that care about you i know i do especially uh for those that watch my channel and leave comments i try to respond as much as possible to any of you guys that might be worried or have questions or comments feel free to leave some below i just wanted to clarify or well, what we both want to clarify that mental illness uh, can be uh, treated uh, and along with suicide uh, which can be treated i think most people when they at the moments of death when they're like at the end of the rope at the end of the the ledge at the end of the 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 45 pistol i think one of the most uh uh, common emotions is actually regret Um, you have a big life to live still even though it doesn't feel like it just remember the downs just only happen even if it seems like it they do not happen all the time there still is a better life out there. I know there's a quote out there that states that uh, when you kill yourself yeah sure you end the the lows but how will you know it about the how will you know things will get better you won't so um, I'm happy that my brother has survived 11 years I'm sure there's times that he just didn't want to be here but look at him now he's been holding a job and and uh and I think we're fairly fulfilled we enjoy doing these type of videos so uh, if you could, uh, please like and subscribe if you want to hear more uh, mental health awareness videos. I feel like this is kind of the things that we're kind of experienced in. Okay. All right. You have a good one, everybody. All right. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Bye.